Welcome to the Encourage Podcast. In true Encourage style, today we've got some stories to tell and some real life to talk through. Join us as we build community, celebrate diversity, and become women of courage. Let's start today with a story from Courageous Kindness author Becky Keith. kitchen rifling through a small accordion file where we keep money for our monthly budget. It was the end of the month, so the file was mostly empty. My sister was coming over soon, and I was scrambling to find some cash to give her. I checked my wallet, the jar where we stashed dollars to save for vacation, my bottom desk drawer, all the places I might have hidden a few extra bucks. My search was semi-successful. I thumbed through the wad of cash, Somehow I had found a hundred dollars. Strangely though, they were all $5 bills. Suddenly, $25 bills felt like both too much and painfully not enough. I wasn't sure what to do. My sister was going through a hard time, a really hard time. Life had imploded and the gap between what she had and what she needed seemed impossible to bridge. I wanted to support her, to let her know that she wasn't alone. In some ways, $100 felt embarrassingly inadequate, as I knew it would hardly make a dent in her needs. On the other hand, I felt a little guilty that I had the resources to scrounge up that sum of money and the sacrifice didn't hurt too much. I stared at the stack of $5 bills. I didn't want to make my sister feel insulted or ashamed by my gift. I just wanted her to know that she was seen and that I would walk through the fire with her. Lord, help me to know what to do, I prayed. I felt a stirring in my spirit, the whisper of God that said, I know your heart and will honor it. Give joyfully exactly what you have. Later that afternoon, while cousins played together in the backyard and my sister and I cleaned up from lunch, I handed her a white envelope with my gift. She stuck it in her purse without opening it. That night, my phone binged with a new text. Sister, I couldn't believe it when I opened your envelope. This morning at church, I put my last $5 in the offering plate. I knew God was asking me to trust him, but it was hard. Your generous gift was God reminding me that he sees me and will be faithful to provide for me. With tears in my eyes and a smile spread across my face, I stood once again in my kitchen, just shaking my head. Only God, his kindness to use and bless exactly what we have is abundant. That story by Becky Keefe is from the Courageous Kindness Bible Study, which is available wherever Bibles are sold, including at dayspring.com. And if you get your copy at Dayspring, be sure to use code PODCAST25, which will save you 25% and get free shipping on your copy of Courageous Kindness. You're going to want a copy because you can also join us every Monday at encourage.me where we are going through Courageous Kindness together as a community. So we provide the reflection questions, the reading assignments, the discussion videos, and more. There's great conversation and it all happens on Bible Study Mondays at encourage.me.
And today, friends, we have a super special treat. We are actually here with Becky. <laughs> We're here. I'm here. <laughs> We're so excited. This is so fun to be with you, Becky, author of the study. I'm so glad to be here. You know, talking about kindness, living courageously kind, it, it's my joy and my heartbeat. And this is going to be a fun conversation. Awesome. Well, it's so fun. It's such a treat. We get to hear you read the words that you wrote weekly on the podcast, and then we read more of them in our copies of Courageous Kindness. And now we get more stories from you here. Oh, thanks for having me. I love, I love the Encourage podcast. I love listening and it's fun to be on the side of the mic today too. Well, let's jump in, huh? Yeah. So you heard a little bit of my story one of my stories about a time in my life where God asked me to give something that felt totally inadequate Mm -hmm. and he used it in my sister's life in a powerful way to remind her that she was seen. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder for you, is there something, um, is there a time that you can think of where someone has given you something that, um, made, maybe it was small or felt small to them, but it made a big impact in your life? Yeah, yeah, this was such a fun question um, to think about because my husband and I joke that my love language is being thought of. Yes, <laughs> which I love is that. not actually one of the official five love languages. Uh, if you know them, that's not in the book. But it it is interesting um, to think back and look back at the things that have made me feel loved, and uh, that they they're not all big things. A Mm -hmm. lot of them are these kind of everyday moments of kindness. And I remember one such time was, uh, after, after I actually had one of my miscarriages Mm -hmm. and I was in a mom's group, I had a toddler at the time and I had this miscarriage, which sadly so many of my mom friends could relate to. And, um, I remember I showed up at, at my mom's group and my friend handed me a card And I opened it later because I'm a crier and I knew I couldn't open it then and there. So I opened it later um, in my minivan uh, with the toddler in the back seat. And it was a genuine kind, I'm really sorry, card with a $5 coffee gift card in it. And she, she said, I wanted to do something, but I don't know what to do. And this is all I could think of. And I just thought, this is all that I could have wanted. I mean, it, like you said, with your sister, you wanted her to be seen. I felt seen in that moment by five bucks, um, that she had taken the time to think of, to go and pick up, to think, well, maybe she needs a minute to collect herself or to treat herself or to breathe for a second, or, you know, coffee does a lot of things, right? (laughs) So, um, that $5 gift card, I'll never forget it. I mean, this was over a decade ago now, and it has stuck with me all these years. And I've remembered that too, as, as I've had more friends to experience that or another kind of sadness, but that Mm -hmm. $5 can go such a long way in just, um, it's presentation and, and in its thought behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so powerful is she probably doesn't even remember it. It probably hasn't crossed her mind again and again and again, like it has for you, but that's the power of small kindness. And when we give courageously, even when it feels like, I know this isn't going to fix the pain or solve the problem, but 
you know, I like to say like, we can't always be problem solvers. It's not always our job to solve someone's problems, but we can be people seers. And I think about the fact that like in times like that, I know for me too, like that $5, that, that card, that text, it's the gift of, of, of being thought of the gift of being seen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, that's the, the very best kindness that we could possibly give. Cause that's the gift, right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's like you said, the $5 or the text or whatever it is, it's the gift of being seen. It's the gift of crossing someone's mind and having them do something about it. Right. Right. And I think that's where courage comes in. Right. Because oftentimes we can feel, we, I don't know about you, Anna, I overthink things like, well, like, what if, like, what if she doesn't need that card? Or what if I say the wrong thing? Or, yeah. you know, what, like I said in my story, like, what if it feels like not enough or too much? Or And so mm-hmm. I think it takes courage to respond to the Holy Spirit when he prompts our hearts, when he puts someone on our minds to say, mm-hmm. okay, I can be obedient and I can trust God for the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love that element of courageous kindness. Like, and we've said this from the get-go, right? It's not just being nice. It's not, it's not the platitudes that we hear of so often, I think. And it is, it has that element of being courageous and of giving something that could cost us. And when you mention overthinking, I'm the queen of overthinking. <laughs> I overthink before, I overthink after. And and she, I, I know that in this, in this case, my friend did too, just, you know, with, she said, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't think yeah. of anything else. And it, it of course ended up being exactly the right thing. Um, but I know she was overthinking it. And I'm so glad she courageously did that. And now I will carry that story with me forever mm-hmm. and pass its kindness on to other people too, you know? Exactly. And I think that that's, I mean, that's the beauty <laughs> of, kindness and when we're obedient, because then when we receive it, it makes us want to then bless someone else in that same way. Or when we are on the giving side and we see, wow, God, like you use that in a way that I couldn't have anticipated, or I couldn't have orchestrated. And that, that builds our faith, you know, and our faith Mm. grows legs for change. When we turn our hearing, we, it's not enough just to hear the Holy spirit, but when we turn that into doing, and that's where, you know, where it takes that, that action to be courageously kind. I love that. Well, you and a couple other friends of ours sat down together, like actually together at a table. It was, it was, it was real life together. (laughs) And it was so good. Lucretia Berry, Grace Picho and I got to sit together and walk through Courageous Kindness. And lucky us, they recorded those conversations. And so let's listen in. You know, one theme that I see throughout scripture is that we're responsible for giving what we have, but God is responsible for the outcome. Mm, And I love that about him. You know, this week we looked at the story in John 6 of how a boy gave what he had, a meager meal of five loaves and two fish, and God used it to feed thousands. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a story that a lot of us are familiar with. Um, I know I am. I grew up seeing it on, you know, flannel graphs at Sunday school. Uh, (laughs) I know. But I'd love to know, like, in reading it this time, what stood out to you about the story of feeding the 5,000? What about you, Grace? I'm always struck by how 
Jesus saw the need, mm -hmm. but he invited his disciples to be part of the miracle. So mm. he could have just taken it, you know, from the boy and spread it out by himself um, yeah. or make it fall from the sky. I don't know. Um, but he invited his disciples to be a part of um, getting it of. And it started by him asking them a question, mm -hmm. you know, how can we feed everybody? And I think that's often how God invites us is by asking us a question mm, yeah. and then inviting us to be part of the miracle that he wants to do um through us really yeah. yeah and i love that about that and there's an there's an abundance of um of people but also of his provision mm -hmm. um, and that they got to see they got to tangibly hold the bread mm -hmm. and the fish and pass it out to everyone and i love that about that yeah story. and then they got to tangibly see the abundance mm -hmm. there was 12 basketfuls yeah. of pieces yeah. that were left over so it wasn't just like god made like just enough mm -hmm. but like more, more than, than enough, enough. and That's like right. in that tangible way of like I'm, i i would imagine like were, were those baskets getting heavy were mm -hmm. they like you know as people lifted up like the leftover pieces and were they like That's stunned like there's there's more there's mm -hmm. more right yeah and i think Probably if I were there, um, I would have missed out because I would have been too focused on <laughs> how people were unprepared. Like, how could you come right. and not like bring your lunch? Right. <laughs> I would have been focused on the deficit or the lack. You I must mean, be a first child. <laughs> I am. I am like, come on, bring your lunch. And I wonder if the little boy then was a, a first child when he brought his lunch. Anyway, yeah. so, but I love, but Jesus, it, you know, is not focused on lack at all. Jesus no. doesn't even see lack. Like mm -hmm. Jesus sees an opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So Jesus uses his imagination, right? Yes. To see a possibility, yes. to see what could be. And he fills his imagination, mm -hmm. right? With mm -hmm. this possibility and then manifests it. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I would have been too stuck on what is wrong with y'all. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. But, no, but, but not Jesus. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, God's imagination. Jesus right. was like, hmm, here's what I see in front of me, but right. what what is possible? Right. It's about, yeah, it's what, what we fill ourselves with. And yeah. so I would have been using my mind to judge people, but Jesus was using his mind to imagine yeah. what yeah. could be, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is why I love talking about scripture because what stuck out to you is different than what stood mm -hmm. out to you. And for me, I kept on thinking about what was that young boy thinking? Like, was he thinking, like, did he feel embarrassed? Like, why, like, why should I even give this? It's clearly painfully insufficient. Right. Um, but what I love is that what we think about our resources doesn't dictate or change God's power to use them. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Right? Like what? how we feel about what we have to give right. really has no bearing on yeah. God's power to use it. Like he yeah. just says, like, will you be obedient? Will you give mm -hmm. what you have? And every time I just love thinking about how that miracle was fueled by God's mm. power. Mm -hmm. But what did it start with? It started with yeah. one person being willing to give their small offering right. um, and that started this this blaze of provision wow. so what we what we have to give really does make a difference it does it does that's powerful it's so fun to get to listen to that conversation again <laughs> and again I'm like I, I just love Lucretia Berry. I mean, I love, I love grace. I love grace too, but just Lucretia being like, dude, like bring your own lunches, people like, right? You know? I know. <laughs> I feel that on a very deep level as the mother of a bunch of kids who are like, where's my sock?
where's my water? I'm like, right. well, where, where is your sock? I don't know. Right. Where, where is it? You think it's in my purse? You think it's in my pocket? It is not. Um, but yeah, I, and I love what Lucretia said about how, what did Jesus see when he looked at that situation? He saw the possibility mm-hmm. and through the lack, we got to see God's power. Um, and that's a word I need for my own life. That's a whole Testament right there. Right. right. And something that I feel like we're taught and isn't that neat. And doesn't that work out so nicely that all the things that we're taught about God and about what he does in us, Jesus illustrated so beautifully for us. It's like it was on purpose or something. Right. It's like he's the living word or something. (laughs) You know, I just think of all those, all those scriptures, lots of them from Paul that talk about, you know, where I am weak, he is strong and Mm -hmm. Kids sing about that in Sunday school. And like you mentioned, the flannel graph, feel you on flannel graph. (laughs) And I love dredging those things up, but it sure puts it into a sort of context when you think about the kid who shut up and nobody else brought a lunch, you know, Mm. or the people who maybe they did and they were, they had that scarcity mentality of if I give this, then what am I going to eat? Right. You know, yeah. I think when you th- when we think about kindness and kindness and generosity and hospitality, like all of those, you know, virtues and disciplines are intertwined. And mm-hmm. I think some things that can hold us back from living with courageous kindness is feeling like, like, what if, what if there's not enough for me or what if mm-hmm. there's not enough for my family or, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to give out of our lack mm-hmm. and yet, Another story that we look at uh, this week of the Bible study is the story of the widow who -hmm. gave her last two coins, who didn't give out of her abundance, but gave out of her lack. Becky is talking about a story in Mark 12, and this is verses 41 through 44. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Side note, talk about pressure. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, tune back in. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all Mm -hmm. she had to live on. All she had Mm. to live on. Why do you think Jesus wanted his disciples to take note of what the woman gave? And then the fact that then it's recorded in (laughs) scripture for all of us to take note. Well, this is, this is it, right? This is, this is the whole thing. Like it's, it, it relates to so many other stories that I think of, like I think of the Pharisees learning how to pray and how you don't stand on the street corner where everyone can see you. You go in quiet and secret and pray. It's all about our posture and our heart behind the prayer, behind the giving, behind the kindness. And so for me, when he says, you know, all she had to live on, that's what he asks of us and our hearts Mm -hmm. and our lives and all of our things tangible or not. And so it was worthy of, of note, I think for both the disciples. Cause we know the disciples struggled with that too. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> Feeling like who are, who are we to like, what do we have to give? Like we are a band of rowdy, you know, tax fishermen and fishermen and 
<laughs> and doubters and, you know, overthinkers and, you yeah. know. Yeah. A whole rabbly crew, just like us. And, and I love those guys because they're just like us. I see myself mm-hmm. in them. And so I love that Jesus called them over. And I would like to think that he was a little bit, maybe smart alecky in his kindness uh-huh. about it. Like take note guys, cause check it, check out what she did. Right. <laughs> and, and she just schooled if, all y'all. I wonder like, if, he, if they're like, what, what it like, like, what did she do? Like they may have even missed, missed it because it was so understated or so not the shiny flashy thing, mm-hmm. but you know, it's kind of the same point. question that I thought about with the boy who gave us five loaves and two fish. Like I read that story and I wonder how did the woman feel? Like, I, I imagine that she probably was like, what, what am I even doing here? Like what, how, how could my two copper coins possibly further the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Or maybe she was feeling that scarcity mentality of like, if I give what I have, then I literally have nothing left. Like what will become of my circumstances? And, and I love that Jesus points out, like, give your everything. Mm-hmm. And it is in that place in that posture that his power and his grace and the kindness of God will meet us. And so I'm like, man, if I think about, you know, what it means to live with courageous kindness, I was like, if, if I could have the same heart as that widow, man, we'd be doing well. That is it. We would be doing well. Wouldn't we? (laughs) Yeah. Well, friends, that is it for this week. Um, How fun is it to have Becky here with us? Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, Becky. Oh, of course. I mean, we're all just on a journey, right? Like (laughs) I wrote this Bible study. I wrote the simple difference. And yet still every day, the Lord is like just one, one faithful stumbling step at a time. And yet I'm always encouraged to hear stories from other writers that encourage from scripture and to think about how, you know, God wants to meet us. He wants us to give exactly what we have and trust him for the outcome. Amen. Friends, we hope that you'll join us on Monday for Bible study Mondays for more discussion, the full video, you can see the whole discussion that those ladies had all of it. Join us at encourage.me slash Bible study Mondays, and you can join us any day. It's just that the new post will go out on Monday. So come on over anytime, get your copy of courageous kindness at dayspring.com and be sure to use code podcast 25 to save 25% and get free shipping everywhere. And you can find us everywhere on social at encourage that's encourage with an I. We would love to hear from you and what you're learning through courageous kindness, especially we'll talk to you next week. Courage podcast is brought to you by Dayspring, makers of your favorite cards, books, and gifts. Visit them today at dayspring.com. Mm-hmm.